0: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things, financial, money, investing, and more. We're coming down the stretch. No, not quite. We're about halfway done through the year. June. June 14th, to be exact. Monday, June 14th, to be specific. Markets are mixed out of the open. Stories are abundant today. But there's a phrase on Wall Street that might pay, sell in May and go away. Typically, that meant take the summer off with your family, go to the Hamptons, see the beaches, get some sunshine, get a little vitamin D that turns into a sunburn, which turns into cancer. Get a jellyfish bite that you learn, oh, you can urinate on a jellyfish sting and be okay. Yes. The first time you do that, you're like, whoa. Whoa. What else does urine cure? Nothing is the answer. So summertime, sell a man go away. You're going to see volumes a little bit lighter. Maybe, maybe not, because now meme stock trading is a thing. Maybe that'll pick up a little bit of slack and pick up a little bit of the action during the summer months. As the Wall Street professional who manages billions of dollars takes a break. The... Wall Street amateur, the meme stalkers, the millennials, and I say amateur in a loving way. You got to get experience somehow, break into the game. And you're doing it with meme stocks, and I'm not against it. It's uh, not intelligent for the long term, but you're not playing the long term. I'm not in it for the short term, so I'm not playing the meme stock. We're allowed to be different, every generation is. Whether it be our approach to work, our approach to sex, our approach to politics, our approach to investing. I believed in growth stocks when others believed in value, when people older than me believed in value. Now people believe in meme stocks when they're like, screw you and your growth. Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, Google, Microsoft, they all look bloated to the younger people. So they're saying, where can we strike it rich? And I get it. Ultimately, I think I struck it rich in growth stocks. I'm not hyping or anything like that. I'm just saying, honestly, I, I never thought I'd be where I am today. And it was through investing that got me here. So the selling may and go away could be alive and well. It should be alive and well. One of the things that is going to be a problem for that is we're talking about inflation coming in the summer months and abating in the fall and winter as demand that's coming in the summer months abates and wanes in the winter. We're expecting another round of COVID to hit in the fall winter based on variants. Honestly, I think the expectation is it'll be muted compared to past outbreaks, but no one knows. Booster shots are to be expected, according to companies like Pfizer, for the foreseeable future. As we won't hit that herd immunity in specific states, but definitively not across America either. As far as statistics go, that feels like a missed opportunity. But enough on my preachiness. Let's talk about the reopening that is alive and well. If you went to an airport this week, this weekend, you can raise your hand and say, hallelujah. The Transportation Security Administration screened more than 2 million people at U.S. airports, the highest number since COVID-19 began. I did notice, looking up at the skies, more planes this weekend. Look up into the sky. It's a plane, another plane followed by another plane. And that's welcome news for airlines, of course, and hotels and other travel businesses. If you were like me and like to be at airports early, maybe you stopped at a restaurant 10 miles outside of LAX this weekend. Had some cheesy bacon and french fries or something like that. Tipped the waiter a little extra because you're like, this must have been a tough year. So the 2021 numbers for June 14th. 2 million people. That's still about 545,000 fewer than 2019. But it's way the hell better than we were a month ago, six months ago, and a year ago. Now, the inflation is coming because of this. When we demand, we're Americans. we We want what we want when we're throwing down money. And we're a little bit irritable when we don't get what we want. And that's a little bit inexcusable, but... We are bad behavior oafs. So, the increase in travelers is boosting the price of travel from airlines to hotel rates to car rental prices. Car rental prices being particularly annoying from what I'm hearing, in large part because Uber and Lyft drivers haven't returned in mass. And before the pandemic hit, Uber and Lyft drivers basically told Cabbies, screw you guys, we don't need you. We can gig economy it. And then pandemic hits, gig worker doesn't really want to go back. There's a little bit of a hesitancy. There's people losing their freaking minds on airlines and in Ubers and Lyfts. So I kind of get it. Now, adding to all this tangible data that we're seeing out of TSA security screenings, Bank of America CEO says Americans are spending 20% higher this year. So compared to the same point in 2019, nearly all spending categories have recovered, with the exception completely of travel, which is still as much as 15% lower than 2019. But people got a lot of stimulus money, and they're spending it. Transaction volumes have grown 20% so far this year compared with 2019. When lawmakers passed Joe Biden's stimulus bill in March, the total amount of coronavirus stimulus reached $5 trillion, a massive, unprecedented amount that many people managed to save. Some people managed to pay their groceries. Some people managed to pay their rents. Some people managed to pay for their cars. Some people blew it on Teslas. Nearly all spending categories recovering is a positive phrase that pays because we're talking about reopening. Moynihan is one of those CEOs that probably most of Americans hate, kind of like the George Steinbrenner of financial CEOs. I know you're saying George Steinbrenner's dead. But in the United States, if you had a sports team, you probably looked at George Steinbrenner and went, jerk. He just buys his franchises or his his pennants. There's some truth to that. Uh, Moynihan is one of those guys that is... Not well liked on a lot of levels. But he says that cybersecurity spending at his bank climbed from around $300 to over a billion a year. He said 60,000 employees in the United States have informed the bank of their vaccination status and are now being invited back to work. He said accounts with about 1,000 to 2,000 average balances are up six to seven times before what they were during the pandemic. And he attributed that to unemployed benefits. A lot of things you can learn from when a banker talks. When J.P. Morgan talks, people listen. Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. I have a YouTube channel that I'm starting to pump new, fresh content, exclusive, long-form content to. Find it at robblackshow.com on YouTube. I try to approach investing with a good sensibility. Much like all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. I don't understand it. I get confused very easily. It's just fire water kind of thing in my mind. Whiskey that's made in Scotland is called scotch, but bourbon is whiskey. Whiskey's not bourbon all the time. It's confusing. I'm not playing games with you. I I, I like looking at companies. I like accumulating wealth slowly. I like managing insurance, investments, earnings, income, Lifetime income, worst case scenarios, best case scenarios, marrying well, college costs. I like spitting it all out for you. I don't like getting into the nitty gritty that bourbon must be distilled from a mash that's at least 51% corn, hence the sweet flavor. I'm not the kind of guy to pick up a glass of wine and go, This is a lovely Merlot. I'm like, Yeah, I like to taste this one. Let's get a couple bottles. And I might call it a Merlot which is fine by me because they still call Milpitas Milopitas. And I know the difference. It's just funny watching people struggle and and get angry at me. NASDAQ for the year is up 9%. The S&P 500 is up 13%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 12.6%. What a great year. Bitcoin's up 34%. The 10-year Treasury sits at 1.45% telling me we still have more to go. When the 10-year Treasury hits 1.6, 1.7, 1.8, 1.9, when it starts marching higher, it's going to be a big headwind on these all-time highs. Bitcoin got a bit of a boost yesterday after Elon Musk said Tesla would not. No, 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 correct that. He said they will accept Bitcoin again once miners start using reasonable amounts of clean energy. Now, Ethereum's up 241% for the year. Bitcoin's up 34% for the year. Israel has a new prime minister after 12 years in a government. I cannot quite understand how it gets formed and broken up. But then again, I can't understand how most governments get formed and broken up. I can't even understand the United States. And that was the one that I could understand a few years ago. The electoral college kind of made sense. The popular vote kind of made sense. You don't want states to have too much power that are on the coast. You don't want, you know, Okay, I kind of got it, but now it's just broken in my head forever. So now Israel's got a new leader, Naftali Bennett, a right-wing leader and millionaire tech entrepreneur. Anytime there's new leaders, it brings up questions. What will his take be on the Middle East? What will his take be on using power, not using power, about going for the two states or not going for the two states? Same thing with investing. Anytime there's a new CEO, CFO, COO, anytime there's a new product, there's questions. There are some similarities to how you approach your life and how I approach mine, even though we might be in two different worlds, two different regions, two different business models. The G7 plan. The G7 got together this weekend, and they robbled. Um, when I say they robbled, that means they talked. Yesterday, leaders of the world's wealthy seven nations, excluding China, who comes across as the enemy of the G7. There was a hilarious mix-up. Headline announcement was a pledge to send 1 billion COVID vaccine doses to lower-income countries through COVAX, the joint initiative, and WHO vaccine alliance. The U.S. will provide about half those shots with an additional $2 billion dollars. To help pay for it. This is a good moment for the United States if you fall into Trump tried to refer to the war on COVID as a, uh, a war. And he liked to liken himself as a general. So if you are good with that comparison, a war, and I, I think the amount of people are dying, it's it's not the worst comparison, right? I think now is the time to really step up that and vaccinate the rest of the world and gain some street cred for being the guys who paid for it. Um, I know you're saying you want to spend $2 billion of taxpayers money to vaccinate people outside the United States. Yeah, I think it's the right thing to do. And I do think it, it, it pays dividends in karma points, which are real in the world. The view of America as strong, or the view of America as greedy, or the view of America as uh, politically juvenile—I I do think those have some cachet. The G7 is helping. They originally sought over two billion doses by the end of 2021. So far, they've only gotten about 83 million. The WHO, the World Health Estimates, World Health Organization estimates that 11 billion doses are needed to vaccinate 70% of the world population. We've gotten out about 83 million as a G7. Underwhelming. Listen to this. How much do you think it would cost to vaccinate the world? About 70 billion dollars is the answer. Baseball's got a scandal going on, a sticky stuff scandal, not a pine tar bat scandal, but a a scandal nonetheless. Baseball pitchers are used of illegally applying sticky stuff to baseballs, make them harder to hit, give them better grip. I once made up a word in high school called gription. I think it still applies. More spin equals less contact. Um, and if you watch pitchers today, they seem to be way different than the pitchers of 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. The advantage pitchers gain from sticky stuff could be contributing to one of the most pitiful batting displays in baseball's long history. The league is well under 240, the worst since 1968. 25% of all batters have struck out. This is bad for business. And that's what we come down to is PR... And bad for business. Major League Baseball is expected to announce a major step up in enforcement rules. Stealing a couple balls per game, sending it off to labs to see if there's sticky stuff on them. I don't know. I, maybe the juice baseball was good for baseball. Maybe the sticky baseball is bad for baseball. I can't figure it out. All I can tell you is the owners are laughing all the way to the bank as long as we support them. E3 had a lot of announcements this weekend out of L.A. Entertainment uh, Expo, Entertainment Electronics, a lot of video games. Even the video game industry is now bigger than the movie industry and the music industry put together. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money. Investing in more, find me online at robblackshow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Sometimes we believe the Wall Street PR machine, or maybe we should say the corporate PR machine and not the Wall Street PR machine. And you got to be very careful that you start learning what the difference between a press release is and a financial statement. Lordstown Motors makes a beautiful electrical vehicle truck, electric vehicle truck, EV. Um, But their CEO and CFO just resigned. And that's not a good sign. Substantial doubt about ability to continue as a going concern in the next year. That's not a good sign. A lot of people could say we're going to be the next Tesla, but Tesla's already gone through that awkward stage of raising money, promising, not delivering, raising more money, promising, not delivering, raising more money, promising, delivering. It's a little bit of a hurdle to get to, get through, but this is a win for what Tesla's had to go through. The resignations come amid an internal investigation of in the company's operations. That the CEO and CFO misled investors. The U.S. Securities Exchange Commission has opened an inquiry looking into Hindenburg. I know you're saying, Hindenburg? Was he the guy that sold meth in Breaking Bad? Something like that. Not quite, but something like that. And ultimately, it looks like they had fake orders to raise capital for their vehicle pickup. So they went to investors and investors said, but they said, investors, we want a million dollars. Investors said, we want to see the fact that you're going to sell these things. And they went back to the factory and made some fake orders, came back and said, here, look, we got some orders. And now it's legal. It's a problem. Publicly traded companies aren't allowed to mislead. Um, market cap is of about $2 billion. What's savable at this point in time? Patents, relationships. But it certainly doesn't look like they're ever going to be delivering vehicles. Most people would say this probably could go to zero if they were to run out of money. The company is expected to host media investors and analysts and others this week at a plant, which was a former GM General Motors plant that they bought. For now, they're saying plans remain in place, but it really brings into a lot of questions. Are there any competitors to Tesla? And the ones that are, how viable are they or are they not? Last year, a CEO, Nikola. He resigned. Uh, Chairman Trevor Milton resigned from his company. More recently, Canu, a CEO, a former BMW executive, resigned from the EV startup. Recently hired by Apple to be their electric vehicle guru. It's just again, I would say that, that sector's in shambles. And that should be a reason to push Tesla stock higher, not Bitcoin. But I digress. So we closed at an all time high last week. Wall Street tends to like those. The FOMC will convene today tomorrow and Wednesday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's two day meeting. No change in policies expected, but that's the big thing going on this week. Novavax shares are up after they announced that their COVID-19 vaccine was 90.4% effective overall. What's interesting to note about the Novavax is they're very late to the party. Pfizer-BioNTech got there. Moderna got there. Johnson Johnson got there, although Johnson johnson has been plagued by issues at the factory. Not issues on efficacy, but issues on making it. Not issues on what they're shipping. Nothing bad has gone out. Nothing bad has gone into arms. But they're having problems. And Novavax, a month ago, two months ago, before Johnson Johnson really started hitting problem after problem, I always said, uh, better late than never? No, better not at all. But if Novavax is a one-shot solution, bring it on. People don't like two shots. They don't like the I-have-to-go-back angle. And any hurdle we can remove, we remove. So Novavax up big today on finally getting that. And again, doesn't it feel a little like six months too late? Maybe. No big economic data today. We are in the summer months. They tend to get a little slow at times. But we're going to be paying attention to the Fed's decision on Wednesday. And retail sales for May. Producer price index for May will also give us... Retail sales will tell us what people are buying and are they buying Producer Price Index will give us inflation or no inflation. Housing starts and building permits for May. We need to build, build, build. Elvis needs boats, boats, boats. America needs to build, build, build housing. Don't have enough of it. It's one of the reasons housing prices are high. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The United States saw more than four mass shootings over six hours this past weekend. I would imagine when Joe Biden gets back in stateside, you're going to hear more and more conjecture out of politicians about banning or not banning types of weapons and who we're selling them to. And you'll see the investment plays in ammunition and sidearms shoot through the roof. Or fall apart based on, you know, is the public ready for this end or not? Again, a lot to chew on there. I saw one analyst upgrade Amazon, uh, not Amazon, but AMC movie theaters today. In large part, saying Reddit and the meme stock aside, the company has done the right thing by selling shares as the share price skyrocketed. By selling shares, they raised cash, real cash, cash that they could put in the bank. During the pandemic, AMC had a $120 million dollar per month cash burn rate as box office opens that number will go lower and lower and lower and it'll give AMC who had to borrow money at very high rates during the pandemic ability to retire some of that debt and help their balance sheet. so one analyst is saying they, they kind of escaped the worst of it due to the meme stalkers fascinating right I never would have thought I would say that out loud. That AMC might have been saved. Does it deserve the valuation it has it right now? No way in my mind. But was it kind of saved with debt raising? Yeah. And no one's more shocked than me, and I'm pretty shocked. Look at my face right now. <gasps> That's the face of shock. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty each calls on the air. I'm Rob Black. Average age of vehicles hit all time highs. Cars, trucks, SUVs are getting older as used cars prices are soaring. There's a semiconductor shortage, and that's how it plays out, supply and demand. If we're not able to make 17 million vehicles a year, and we're only able to make 14 million, there's going to be less supply. And coming out of the pandemic, probably equal demand to where we were in 2019, maybe 2018. But definitely not 2020. Average... Used vehicle price is $20,426. That's up 49% year over year. That's nuts. Cray-cray, right? Loco in the cocoa, no? Yes? No? Yes. S&P 500 and the Dow are both struggling for gains today, but that's okay. Last week we hit highs. NASDAQ's getting a little bit of action today out of some big tech companies. But nothing to write home to mom and dad about and say, woohoo, Apple, Qualcomm, Facebook, all higher. Bitcoin is above 40000 again. Yes, it's because of Elon Musk. Elon Musk said something along the lines in a tweet this weekend that once Bitcoin gets 50% environmentally clean energy used and it's trending in the right direction, Tesla will again spend, allow for the spinning of Bitcoin on their vehicles. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Other stories of note today. Um, Bank of America CEO Brian Moynihan is saying the economy is 20% ahead of where it was in 2019. Not the economy, but consumer spending. And I think 2020 was the summer of the hot girl, according to a song or something like that, right? Right. 2021 is turning into the summer of the. I want to go out and party because I didn't go out and party last year. I want to go out and travel because I didn't go out and travel last year. I want to go out and live. There seems to be a lot of that going on. You could see it in airline security, going through transportation, security checkpoints at airports. Uh, we hit 2 million which is topping for the first time in, since the pandemic began. That's nice to see. We're flying again. When we fly, that means economic activity is happening. Economic activity happening tends to translate into economy being 2 to 4% grower, 2 to 4% grower. 3% is ideal, 4% is too hot, 2% is too slow. Anything above 4% is inflationary. You get the idea. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I have a YouTube channel that I'm updating tomorrow with a brand new 25-minute market commentary. It's at Rob Black Show. You can subscribe. I'm Rob Black. With California in its worst drought in history, or recorded history, or something like that, we are on the brink of a very expensive summer for fruits and vegetables in the United States. Um fingers crossed that we get one of those crazy Gulf Streams next year that just dumps rain for three straight months. Noah starts building his arc and then winter breaks and suddenly we got our reservoirs filled again. Uh but fingers crossed isn't a great way to approach it, if you know what I'm saying. Uh more and more people are turning their yards into more grass. Less grass, more water-efficient types of, of plants. That's a good business to get into. I know someone who bought a nursery of succulents, and let's just say in the last five years, she's been busy every weekend. A new business you can get into, space travel. A mystery bidder spent $28 million at auction for a seat alongside Jeff Bezos on board the first crewed space flight. Bidding reached $4.8 million late last week, but shot up another 23000000 million-plus as the final moments raged on. You get 10 minutes on the ride. So think of it as the craziest 10-minute Disney ride you can think of for $28 million. Four passengers will spend... Um, 10 minutes, so probably about 6 minutes above the Cayman line. That's recognized the boundary between Earth and atmosphere, Earth's atmosphere and space, the final frontier. You'll be 60 miles high, and then as you come back down to Earth after that 10-minute travel, you're going to see some big old uh, parachutes open up that will slow you down about a mile per hour. And you'll drift back slowly onto the planet there's no pilot that's a little what there's big portholes which are pretty cool features cabin swish lighting multiple cameras um, so that you can memorialize your trip into space and you can show it to all your friends and family there will be a point in time where one of your friends posts a youtube video of hey look at me i went to this moon it wasn't really the moon it was just space but who knows the difference right the best part is you got three billionaires, British billionaire Richard Branson, who started Virgin Music, which was kind of like a Tower Records for those of you who don't remember Virgin Music. Um, he also started Virgin Atlantic. He's done planes, trains on it. Like he's into throwing his name on stuff, and his name brand is Virgin. Uh, Elon Musk has SpaceX, and Blue Origin is Jeff Bezos, of which of these three, Virgin Galactic is publicly traded kind of as a pure play. SpaceX isn't yet. Nor is Blue Origin. But Virgin Galactic, you they're giving us information. They expect about 400 trips a year, more than one a day. 600 people have booked flights already, cost between 200000 and 250000 You go do the math on that, and that's a lot of money. So you're seeing the birth of a new industry. Wah! Slap the baby. Don't slap the baby. Don't shake the baby. I love Jim Jeffries as a comic. He's still quite offensive. For some reason, that kind of works for me. Um, What would I do with Lordstown Motors if I owned it? First and foremost, I wouldn't own it. Second, anytime a company says that they may not be able to have the ability to be an ongoing business with a CEO and CFO leave, I'm not waiting for it to go to zero. I'm not telling you what to do, but that's, that's me. Novavax is up. Their vaccine proved 90% effective overall and 93% effective against the most predominant variants. It also provided 100% protection against modern and severe disease. Good. Ferrari. Goldman Sachs gave the automaker stock a double downgrade. Moving its rating to sell from buy. Oh, boy. From buy to hold, from hold to sell, double downgrade. Double downgrade. Ferrari noted increased capital spending and limited scope for positive earnings. So as a producer, they're getting hit on steel costs, on rubber costs, on inflation. GlaxoSmithKline, the drug maker, is collaborating with its clinical stage biopharmaceutical partner, iTeos, to develop and commercialize a monoclonal antibody in early stage development as a possible cancer treatment. Iteo stock is up 60% today. Itos on the news that they're developing an early stage, way too early to tell if it's going to work. Monoclonal antibody which will fight cancer. Cool. Bring it on. I'm sure somewhere in my body there's cancer growing. I just, I'm one of those people. I don't think we live cancer free for very long in our lives. I think things start going wrong. It's just how accelerated it does get. Qualcomm is prepared to invest in UK chip maker ARM if it's $40 billion deal to be acquired by NVIDIA is blocked by regulators. Um, ARM semiconductors can be used to replace Intel semiconductors. And AMD bought ATI graphics a few years back, ATI Tech, to get into the graphic processor to go with their CPU business. Now, NVIDIA wants to get into the CPU business to grow with their graphic processors which i like both ati uh, amd and nvidia stocks i just think it's a hot sector uh when i pay any price i would not pay any price when i scale into it i would it's surprise for action any stocks mentioned but qualcomm is prepared to or i would consider it at least based on circumstances so qualcomm wants to step in and say hey if nvidia doesn't get it we'll we'll, we'll take seconds you can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Don't forget I have a YouTube channel called Rob Black Show. You can find me on Facebook, Rob Black Show, or I Hate Rob Black on Facebook. Listen to each and every day. Follow me if you can. I'm Rob Black.